Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Step On Devil Rose Show, where you get news, interviews, hot topics, music from around the world, and more. Now here's your host, Step On Devil Rose. Step On Devil Rose. Step On Devil Rose Show. We are back. It's been so long, man. God damn, it's been so long. Yeah, life. Life is funny, people. Right now, I'm going through some issues. Like, my back and my neck is killing me. My arm is killing me. But guess what? This is going to make me feel better. Welcome to the show. Welcome back as we start another season of the Stefan Devereaux Show slash the Devereaux Committee of Pro Wrestling. And today, we're going to, like, mix it up just a little bit. You know, I actually thought about playing some music on the show as well. But we got so much to talk about. First and foremost, I need to know how's my people doing. My people good? I hope all my people's good. Yeah, if you're good, thank you. Okay, shout out. Yeah, thank you. Blah, blah, blah. Leave it in the comments. Facebook. So any social media site, whatever. Just leave it there. Anyway, I want to thank you for joining me. If you're live, uh, if you are listening to this show on demand, if you're listening to this show on Angry Kids 24-7 Radio, the goddamn best internet radio station out there. If you're listening to the show there, I want to thank you for listening to the show. Um, but man, got a lot of stuff to talk about today. That's why I kind of debated on talking about music or doing playing music and talking about some of the things that have been on my mind since uh, we took our break back in September, I believe. It's September, October, yeah. It's been a while. So I just wanted to you know, touch base on some of these things that have been bothering your boy, Stefan Devereaux, for quite some time now. And, um, oh, my goodness. Okay, 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 okay. Now I'm going to get my Leo Getz on. Okay, okay. For you kids out there who don't know who Leo Getz is, please watch the Lethal Weapon franchise starring Danny Glover, Mel Gibson, and Joe Pesci later on. Anyway. Oh, man. Some things have happened in this business over the past, uh, what would you say, nine months. Um, And, you know, we had to deal with the pandemic. Then, you know, we had to deal with the fans starting to come back. Um, Now we're dealing with releases across the world or across the uh, the world wrestling entertainment uh, from the office. (laughs) We'll get into that later. But from the office all the way to the – the talent. Yeah, it's hard times right now in the WWE, even though they are making so much money. And I keep trying to tell you people, I keep trying to tell you people, please, all you have to do is go and take your little bit of hate that you have or a lot of hate that you have for the WWE and turn that hate into some green. Invest in the company. Invest in the company because the stock is playing beautifully right now. And if you people understand the market, I don't think the WWE is going to go down anytime soon because the WWE, they are making a profit. And that's what investors love. Investors love profits. They love profits. So if you are smart, you will invest in the WWE. Um, of course, I'm not a stockbroker. I'm not, give, I'm not trying to give you advice. Okay, look, I'm giving you a tip. I just say take that hate that you have towards the WWE. Whether, you know, you don't watch the product, because I, 
I really don't watch the product myself. I watch when I when I have to, but um, I watch my financial reports. I watch what I think the future of the WWE is going to look at look like. That's what I watch watch out for, and I advise you to do the same thing. People don't listen sometimes, but anyway. Man, it's great to be back. It's great to be back. Had a lot of things that's been happening to myself. Like I said earlier, you know, I've been going through some health issues. I'm a fighter. It hurts like it hurts, but I'm a fighter though. <laughs> oh man, I'm back in the wrestling business full time. Camp, I, look, I know I said it before. I was done, but I'm back in the wrestling business. I see a few other of my friends who said that they were going to be done with the wrestling business. They're back in the business full-time. It's just a weird situation right now because the situation I'm in uh, is for Pro Wrestling Express, you know, a company based here in Pittsburgh that's been here for 26, 27 years. It's a long time. And um, it's a company that has given us some great talent in the area, and also on the worldwide stage, uh, a couple of those people being Kurt Angle and Corey Graves, uh, WWE, Corey Graves. And PWX, it's like the best-kept secret in Pittsburgh wrestling because it's been there forever. You know, it kind of reminds me of ECWA out in Delaware. You know, those guys were like the best-kept secret on the East Coast for years. I mean, all the talent was that was uh, coming out in the late 90s, early 90s, or excuse me, mid-90s, late 90s, a lot of those guys were coming out of, you know, ECWA. You can go check it out. You know, Reckless Youth being one of them. I can go on, but I'm not trying to get into ECWA. But PWX, you know, had to, went through some situations, and, uh, you know, I just got very fortunate. You know, I've known the owner for years. You know, uh, I used to call the owner all the time uh, when I first broke into the business uh, years ago, back in 97, 96 broke in, 97, start calling him, but start calling him. And I would call this man all the time, it was Jim Miller. And, um, you know, every over the years, you know, we've had chances to work together for a while. Everybody knows about, you know, uh, I'm not the most white guy. Because I don't play well with others. I don't give a goddamn. Because if you piss me off, I'm out. <laughs> and there was things, Jim never really pissed me off. I will say that. There was just other people in his circle that would pick me off to a point to where I just, I'm not dealing with it. And I will go back to doing my own thing. But right now, Pro Wrestling Express uh, is possibly, I could say it was almost like a lifesaver for myself. Because, you know, a lot of you know, you know, I lost my father and I lost my stepfather, you know, within a month of each other, um, August, September. And, um, you know, that's why I took the break in September. But it, the wrestling business kind of like, you know, found its way back into my life just a few months before my dad's passed. And it was like, okay, I'm back in this thing for a minute, just sniffing around because my buddy Neil hits me up. And he tells me, hey, man, there's an opportunity. You know, we're going to go talk to Jim and see what we can, you know, help him out, blah, blah, blah. Because I'm going to be honest with you. 
Jim's a guy who doesn't need any help. Jim can do things on his own. But what I love about Jim Miller is, you know, he listened to our ideas and he said, okay, let's go, let's run with it. And we've been there. I've been there, you know, for a year now, Neil, and now we won't get into that. Big Neil, the real deal, my co-host um, for, well, the Stefan Devereaux show. Yes, there's a bunch of Stefan Devereaux shows out there. My like, goodness. But, um, you know, it's been a year now, and I believe that I've had so much fun. It's been up and up and down. You know, we've had some situations that just like, you know, and I wanted to sometimes just, you know, cuss my boss out. But I know I couldn't. You know, I can't go in there and Steve Austin, you know, Jim Miller, and then think that I'm going to keep my job. But um, the way I look at it is, is this, it's an opportunity to make a difference in this business. Because I'm not just, I'm tired of just complaining about why I don't watch the business. Now I want to talk about how I can help the business. And PWX, Pro Wrestling Express, with all the history that it has attached to that name, has given me that opportunity. And, um, you know, we've been, like I told the guys, you know, when I first sat down with the, with the crew, you know, I kind of explained it to them. You know, guys, look, it's almost like a football season. You know, we're getting ready for a football season. You know, uh, this is how it's going to go down. First, you know, the, the, uh, when we first start the school out or get the new class that we had come in, it's like the draft. We got to get you guys ready. And it's going to be OTAs. And then it's going to be training camp. And then it's going to be um, preseason. And we did some preseason. You know, we, uh, we had a preseason. Uh, we did some tapings and so forth. You know, uh, and we followed the rules and everything as far as, like, the COVID rules and so forth. And I hate saying that word. But uh, we followed the rules. And, um, you know, it was fun. But July 31st, Pro Wrestling Express, 2125 Beacon Street. Keysport, PA, right outside of Pittsburgh, 2125 Beacon Street. The season starts. For all the guys who are out there listening to this, the season starts that day. Are you guys ready to try to win a championship? You know, I've said this before. The one thing that we lack in this area is people don't want to win championships. And I'm talking championships, I'm talking like, 500, 1,000 people in the, in the building, 2,000 people in a building. It can be done, especially in the Pittsburgh area. That tri-state area can be done. That's the challenge. That, that's a championship to me. That's a division title. That's a Super Bowl. Yeah, feel good. Feel good walking away from a show that had 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 people. I mean, come on. And this is what I'm excited about with this new opportunity here at PWX. Now, people have been asking, oh, are you guys bringing back the old guys and blah, blah, blah? You know what? Come and find out. I've been talking to some of the old-timers, and I don't even like to call them old-timers because those old-timers that people call old put on better matches than these guys today that are on national TV. That's sad. That's sad. But it's, it's, it's the experience that they've been on an indie scene working these matches and working these shows and being able to work in front of a crowd that they are being able to orchestrate, conduct. 
because I, I was forever say this, professional wrestlers are like conductors. And locally, we got some of the best guys to do that. And the problem that I see locally is these guys, for years, they will, you know, they'll do their thing, but they never reach the next level. And there's been a couple. But these guys, it seems like they, you know, for the wrestlers, they don't want to win a championship. They don't want to take that next step. But in PWX, we are not going to have that mentality. I promise you that. Our pro wrestlers will not have that mentality. I will be bringing some guys on the show over, you know, this next few weeks, months. And uh, I'm going to let them explain that to you. I will also be having some musical guests, as always. You know, I got to do my music back. But anyway, (laughs) but we're doing some great things. You can go check out Pro Wrestling Express on Facebook. I'll leave the link in the description. But I just want to let you know that things are, you know, looking up for your man, Stephon Devereaux. They looking up. We having some issues, like I said in the past, and I'm I'm getting over it, you know, um, these health things. But I, I promise you this. Over the next hmm, few, I'll say the next few months, you're going to hear more and more about how great things are, things are coming along in PWX. And I'm going to be the guy who's going to be yelling and screaming about it. Why? Because I believe in this product. And I hope you will believe in this product too. But speaking of believing in a product, oh my goodness, man. After this break, we're going to go into a guy who believes in his own BS, his own BS. And I'm, people know where I'm going with this because if you follow me on Facebook, then you know I can't stand this man. And he's a professional wrestling promoter who needs to shut his damn mouth. And we're going to talk about that right after you're listening to the Stephon Devereaux Show here on Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. How to text a guy to keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question many women ask daily. Well, Amy North believes she has found the answer with how to text a guy to keep him interested. It's a new course that she has put together and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com for more information. Amy says she has the answer, so find out there at how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com. Recovery from mental and substance use disorders is real. You can recover. It's possible. It happens every day. Never give up on yourself. Discover hope and help. I thought I was too far gone. I wasn't. Join the voices for recovery. The world is a beautiful place again. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Each year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many will be serious. The majority of falls happen at home, so remove things that could make you trip and install handrails to keep you steady. To learn more about the steps you can take to help prevent a fall, please talk to your doctor. You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com slash falls. This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. You're listening to Angry Kids 24-7. 
Stephon Devereaux, Stephon Devereaux show. We are back once again. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> now look, I was talking to somebody, and I told them, you know, my plan about what I what I wanted to do here, and I was told, dude, I'm just being real with you. You don't want that heat, do you? Just in case something happens to where you may need these guys one day, and you know what I said? Oh well. Because I'm just being real. It's time for someone to talk about this. It is. It is definitely time for someone to talk about this. And um, uh, so I've been trying to tell people for a long time now, I can smell a con artist from a long miles away. Miles away. I can smell BS miles away. Now let me walk you down this road because, yes, we have a full segment for just this topic. Let me walk you down this road. A few years ago, there was rumors about this new promotion that was going to start up. It was going to have billionaire money backing it up, and it was going to have a national TV spot, possibly. And it was going to have the young, the, the young talent in the area, I mean, excuse me, around the world that the WWE doesn't have. And these guys... We're going to take over. Now, I looked at some of the names they had. Cody Rhodes. You know I'm a fan of the Rhodes family. Dustin Rhodes was going to be a part of it. The Young Bucks. I'm not a big fan of the Young Bucks, by the way. But these guys were going to start a promotion with some billionaire money. I love saying that, billionaire money. And you know what? I was out there yelling and screaming. Go back to the archives. Go back to the Stephon Devereaux Show archives, the Devereaux Committee archives. You will, you can't say I'm laughing. I was screaming and hollering about this product, man. I was so excited. I'm telling all my friends, hey, man, this could be decent, blah, 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 blah. They do a press conference. Yeah, we're going to be sports-based and blah, blah. We're going to do this and do that. I'm excited. But we should have known. We should have known. That we was going to be bamboozled. We should have known that we was going to be hoodwinked. But we should have known we was going to be led astray. How? Why do I know this? How? Because if you watched the press conference that they did, eh, yeah, bruh, wasn't looking too fun to me. It was looking a little bit, uh, you know what I'm saying, a little hokey. Nothing sports-based about it. It was looking more a little hokey. Start there. They did first shows or pay-per-views, first shows, everything's looking. Then we start the first night. That first night, October of 2019, it debuts. A-E-W, Dynamite. The smart marks are going crazy. WWE fans are like, yeah, okay, whatever, who cares? But the smart marks are going crazy because, you know, those are the people who don't, in quotations, I wish you could see me, watch the WWE, even though they sit on the internet and complain about it all damn day long. But they don't watch the WWE, right? Okay. Anyway. The first show was okay, guys. 
second show is okay. We seen some guys there that I was like, damn, bro, we got some decent guys here, man. I was a big fan of MJF. A decent fan of Orange Cassidy. Chris Jericho, I'm not the biggest Chris Jericho fan. I'm being real. I don't think Chris Jericho has been funny since early days WWE. Like, funny, funny. You know, not the stuff that he does now that he thinks is funny. He's, you know, he's a 50-year-old guy who thinks he's cool still. I mean, dude, I only knew one 50-year-old guy who was, who was cool as hell, and I wasn't allowed to experience it. But if I go back in history, go back and read, Frank Sinatra was probably the coolest 50-year-old man on, his fa- on the face of this earth. Just saying. Chris Jericho, you're no Frank Sinatra. They do have a possible Frank Sinatra, but that's another story. I think that's MJF, as I said before. Anyway. But over time, I started to see things. You know, the sports-based product that they promised us, started to see something different, bro. I started to see a little bit of WWE, a little bit of, I won't go to Nitro just yet. I won't go Attitude Era just yet. But what destroyed me and my faith in AEW and that they can turn this product around and do something that can make some noise was when they did their dad going, dance routine. You know, the, uh, what are they called? The uh, song and dance routine. When they did that, MJF and Chris Jericho, it was over. But see, what destroyed my faith in professional wrestling's future, as far as the fans, is that the fans who crapped all over the WWE, and if they did something like that, because they've done things like that, and those fans crapped all over the WWE. And do you know what these fans decided to do? These fans decided to defend it. Yes. How can you hate on one product for doing this, but then another product does the same thing, and you sit there and defend it and say, and, well, Chris Jericho and MJF are blah, 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 Hands to the face. Shake the head. Please, just drop the emoji. I don't get it. I don't get it. Low key <laughs> made me realize that the guy who's running this thing is a con artist. Now, I don't have anything to back it up besides the product we're watching. The product that we're watching right now, probably the worst product that I could – look, I'm going to tell people. People can say whatever the hell they want about TNA. And shout out to Jeff Jarrett. If you don't listen to Jeff Jarrett's podcast, you're not a true wrestling fan because that guy, man, Jeff is dropping jewels. Go, to, go check it out, My World Podcast, Jeff Jarrett. My goodness, one of the best wrestling podcasts out there. That thing should be getting promoted everywhere in the wrestling community because it's really good. But I'm I'm going back to this thing. But when people sat there and said all the things they said about TNA 
TNA actually put on a better product than people are giving it credit for. AEW will not compare to TNA, especially the first 10 years, 12 years of TNA. AEW will never, ever, ever, ever compare to that, that age of TNA. Never. Because the stuff that we see now is being run by a guy who knows nothing about this business. People get mad at me because I call him this word or call him this. Tiny Con. Tiny C-O-N. They get mad when I say this on Twitter. They get mad when I say this on Facebook. But I don't care. I've been banned on Facebook because I defend professional wrestling against these daggone losers who want to take my sport and turn it into a goddamn circus. You complain about Vince McMahon doing it, but you got no problem with this guy doing it? Case in point, why does this, why does this man have to constantly do podcasts and radio shows and talk about his product like it's the best thing since sliced bread or like he invented the wheel? This guy's out here acting like he doing something. Bro, you ain't do nothing. You have dropped ratings and the ratings. You got back up and you keep going back down. You may spike every now, but you're not, bruh. And you go back to your regular spot coming up in the next two weeks, I believe. You, your, your ratings might look decent for a, a week. But what does it do? It always falls. And it falls. And it falls. If your product was so great, why didn't, why didn't those fans follow you to the Friday nights? Why didn't those people who watched two hours of SmackDown, why didn't they turn the channel and say, hey, let me check this AEW stuff out? Because they know the product sucks. The use of your guys. You're bringing in mainstream celebrity wrestlers. And you turn them into what? Bro, Big Show, I don't care if Big Show said, look, Tony, I don't want to wrestle anymore. I just want to come in there and do a couple of things. I'm not putting them on my goddamn YouTube C show. He's on my main show. Somehow, some way, I don't care if he's a goddamn commissioner. This, you put him as a commentator on your C show that is broadcasting on YouTube. Goodness. That's driving me crazy. Look, I'm going I'm to break this down. When I got into the business in 96, and Jim Miller and I, we laugh about this now, but I was such a mark. I was the biggest goddamn mark. You know, dude, I was such a mark. I was such a mark that I still thought wrestling was possibly real until my training. (laughs) And still didn't realize that maybe because the training, we really trained. We got beat up. Yeah, it was beautiful. We need some more of that. We got beat up. Didn't realize that maybe this thing is, isn't legit when, you know, or excuse me, it is legit because the concussions that I got <laughs> said it was legit. The rope burns. The, the mat burns. Getting beat up. The exercising, getting beat up. The running and getting beat up. We need some of that. 
Anyway, it took me finding mentors in my life, one being Neil Haley, who is, yes, my co-host, the Neil Haley Network. But mentors like Neil, you know, advice from guys like Norm Connors, one of the greatest wrestling promoters on the East Coast. Listening to guys like that, being around executives, television executives, that taught me the ins and outs, the radio executives, that taught me the ins and outs of that, that part of the business. When I met this guy who I'm going to talk about later on in the show, when my buddy Chaz introduced me to a guy by the name of Jerome Young, a.k.a. New Jack, and New Jack, being a friend of mine, we'll talk about this later, made me understand the business even more. He, it was like the cherry on top of everything else that everyone was, had taught me. New Jack gave the cherry on top. Sometimes I believe the icing and a cherry because he really, really put this whole thing together in my head for me. Tony Khan, Tiny Khan, obviously never had one of these type of people in his life as far as professional wrestling. These things that are happening with AEW can be fixed. First and foremost, the guy's got to shut the F up about the WWE. Second, Tiny Khan, their leader, matter of fact, he needs to do it first, needs to shut up about the WWE. These guys need to shut up on these damn podcasts. They do the show on, on Wednesday nights. Thursday, they're doing a podcast. Well, you know, maybe, yeah, well, Jericho had another plan, another idea for their matchup. Why are you telling us this stuff? It's not that important to tell us your ideas or your plans for matches and what you was going to do and this and that. Why? All you're doing is giving content to bloggers like myself, show ready podcast hosts like myself, still say radio show because I'm old school as hell because that's where I started, by the way, people. Radio. But that's, if that's what you want, that's cool. But there's just way too much of it out there. And then you're tossing stones at people who are trying to help you. Jim Cornette, Vince Russo, these guys don't agree on anything. But agree that your product sucks. That's amazing. The two guys have been able to bring together Two guys that had to, sh- to now share the same opinion about your product. Bruh. I'm going to give it up for you just for that. We got to get start getting some, some sound effects up on this damn thing. Because I'm serious. If you was able to do that, then you really need to look like, damn. That's like bringing a God and a devil, you know, God and devil together, together for a dinner and they make peace. And I'm not going to say which one is God. I'm not going to say which one is devil. But you feel what, I, what I'm saying. You understand what I mean. Oh, I'm just lost. This is why I call this man Tiny Corn. He conned us into believing this was going to be sports-based. It's far from it. When they did the teleporting thing with Matt Hardy. Come on, man. Come on. 
Miro. They bring Miro in. They pretty much got do a storyline that's somewhat similar to what he just left in the WWE. Then they make him the video game player. A badass dude who looks like he can kick Mike Tyson's ass one day. Yeah. And you got him playing video games? It's like, I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm completely lost. <sighs> At the end of the day, I believe that AEW will be gone in three years or sold. Tiny Khan will be gone within three years. AEW should still, you know, it'll probably stay around somehow, some way, stay afloat. But Tiny Khan will not be involved in this business within three years because eventually it's going to eat him up. The guys, the boys are going to take advantage of him. Well, I can't say that because some of these new boys, these new guys, I'm sorry, they don't even know how to take it up anyway. It's another story. But let let someone, let an older an older crew of guys get into his head and watch Tony Khan bounce quicker than my LeBron, the L.A. Lakers. How they got bounced out of the playoffs in the first round. Anyway, it's another story. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to talk about the chick. The writer, the, w, the former WWE writer. I got some advice for her. Probably a nice lady, but I, she, she needs my advice. You're listening to the Stephon Devereaux Show here on Anger Kids 24-7 Radio. We'll, we'll be right back. How to text a guy to keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question many women ask daily. Well, Andy North believes she has found the answer with how to text a guy to keep him interested. It's a new course that she has put together and it's helping ladies all across the world. You can go to how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com for more information. Andy says she has the answer, so find out there at how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com. Recovery from mental and substance use disorders is real. You can recover. It's possible. It happens every day. Never give up on yourself. Discover hope and help. I thought I was too far gone. I wasn't. Join the voices for recovery. The world is a beautiful place again. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Each year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many will be serious. The majority of falls happen at home, so remove things that could make you trip and install handrails to keep you steady. To learn more about the steps you can take to help prevent a fall, please talk to your doctor. You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com slash falls. This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio, Stephon Devereaux. We're back. 
Oh, man. Yeah, we went a little long on that last one. <laughs> I still had a little. The, the sad part is I still got a lot more on my paper. That, yeah, I still got a lot more on my paper, my paper concerning, you know, uh, AEW. But we're going to save that for next week. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so there was a, a new writer that was hired by the WWE, female writer. And um, she went on a podcast, from what I understand, and she decided to talk about the WWE. Um, not in a bad way. She just talked about how she didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and apparently they hired her, you know, and said she didn't have to have any knowledge of the product, which it's – I don't understand what the, the issue is. People were talking, oh, my gosh, she didn't know nothing about the product. Okay, ever, excuse me, but – Every writer they hire knows nothing about the product. Uh, I thought you knew that already, people. That's been going on for some years now. But this lady, what her problem was, she went on a podcast and she talked about this. She's a former, or she's a stand-up comedian, and she works for a nonprofit, and she talked about how this job, the WWE writing job, is going to pay her you know, almost three times more than what she was making at the nonprofit job. So, of course, she was going to take the job. Who wouldn't? I don't care if she was writing for the goddamn Sopranos or The Wire. Favorite shows of mine. I wouldn't care if she was writing for one of these shows and she got a job for the w, with the WWE. Of course, she's going to take the job because she's a writer. We don't even know what she was going with. But they had a, you know, usually, okay, bring a writer in. Now, I'm going to give you my scenario here with PWX. You know, I don't call them writers. I call them bookers, first and foremost. But, you know, of course, I'm going to bring someone in that got some idea of what we're doing or the, the product. She had no idea. She didn't even watch the show, which is okay, I guess. But why go on TV or go on a podcast and tell people this? You why do, what writer really needs this much attention? You just got the job. Did you not think you were going to get a little bit of heat? And I feel bad for the chick. I really do. I really feel bad for her. Why? Because she probably didn't realize that. You know what I mean? Writers from other shows like Power and so forth, The Walking Dead, they do interviews. They do podcasts and so forth. And she probably said, well, there's no, they're not going to mind. But you should have cleared it first. And if you did clear it, and they, you went on a podcast, if you did clear it, then I'm, okay, I won't get on you for that. But if you, if you didn't clear it, then if this is your fault, lady. Like I said, I feel bad for the lady. I feel bad. You know, she, I don't know if she gave up the nonprofit job or not. She probably did. I hope she can get the job back. I mean, if she was smart, she would turn this into you know, a positive for her as far as, like, taking this story on the road and doing some daggling, you know, do, do some comedy. Destroy the WWE. How are they going to hire someone who knows nothing about their product in the first place and then expect you not to under – and know anything about their world, their universe, because there's a, the WWE universe and the real world at two different places. This woman probably knew nothing about that. She talked about the hurt business, like you know, hey, yeah, just some black guys who, you know, who's bad, you know, tough. They wear suits. Man, 
I mean, I genuinely feel bad for this lady. But damn. The WWE set themselves up for failure along the creative lines. Because you're, if you bring in people who knows nothing about the business, and I understand that's what you want now, but you still, come on, man, just a little bit, man, man, just a little bit, because the product sucks. I'm not going to lie. The WWE product sucks. I mean, it sucks. I'm not one of those daggone defenders out there. You know, I don't defend the WWE product. I defend the WWE business model. Their business model is incredible because they got a product that sucks, but they still, they're making billions. Come on, man. You cannot disrespect that. I don't know what Vince McMahon got going. Man, some dad going hypnotizing these fans or these, these stockbrokers, or excuse me, these shareholders and these investors. I mean, goddamn. He don't need to care about the fans anymore. He cares about the shareholders. Kind of look bad, though. As a WWE shareholder, this looks bad to me. I'm sorry, Vince. I love you to death. You know, you're the GOAT to me, bro. Ain't nobody ever going to beat you. Man. This looks bad. And I wonder if other shareholders are looking at this the same way. Because the way you just fired her on top of that. You know, maybe like sweeping under the rug for a month and then fire her. Like, I don't get it. Weird. Weird weird, weird situation. Hey, she did get released from the WWE. If I was you, I might call that guy down in Jacksonville because he seems to sign everybody else. Yeah. You might get a job down there. Pretty sure if you try. I feel bad for the wrestlers down there in AEW, by the way. I really do. There's guys down there that I really, really like. And they're out here destroying the WWE because they got to sit there and fight the good fight for their boss. Man. So, Chick, you could get a job down there, more than likely. If I was you, at least he may give you four times the amount. <sighs> feel bad for this girl. But anyway, we're going to go to a break real quick. We come back. I'm going to talk about my friend, my mentor, and I'm going to try to do it without crying. You're listening to the Step One Devereaux Show here on Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. How to text a guy to keep him interested? Hmm, it's a question many women ask daily. Well, Andy North believes she has found the answer with how to text a guy to keep him interested. It's a new course that she has put together and is helping ladies all across the world. You can go to how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com for more information. Andy says she has the answer, so find out there at how to text a guy to keep him interested.weebly.com. Recovery from mental and substance use disorders is real. You can recover. It's possible. It happens every day. Never give up on yourself. Discover hope and help. I thought I was too far gone. I wasn't. Join the voices for recovery. The world is a beautiful place again. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
I'm getting older. Do I need to worry about falling? Yes, you do. Each year, one in four people 65 and older will experience a fall, and many will be serious. The majority of falls happen at home, so remove things that could make you trip and install handrails to keep you steady. To learn more about the steps you can take to help prevent a fall, please talk to your doctor. You can also visit aarpfoundation.org or medicaremadeclear.com slash falls. This message was brought to you by United Healthcare and AARP Foundation. You're listening to Kids 24-7 Stephon Devereaux, Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. Whew, man. First show back in a while. It's been fun. Um, but like I said, a lot of stuff has been happening, you know, since um, I took the break. And um, one of the things that messed me up, <laughs> you know, my wife went out of town. She went on a, a girl's trip. And, you know, I decided to take a nap and I wake up to a text from my son saying, I love you, you know, a text from my wife saying, I love you. I'm thinking to myself, okay, so they love me too much. What's happening? You know, like, you know how sometimes you just, when people, they text you out of nowhere, like my, my kids do it, you know, sometimes, but my wife does it all the time, of course, but my son, when he did it. And then I scrolled down and seen another message, and it said, hey, bro, it's a friend of mine, a longtime friend of mine named Steve, uh, Steve Weaver. He said, bro, I just seen something, a uh, rumor that New Jack died. And, um, you know, I thought it was a joke. You know, New Jack, this is what he does sometimes, you know. And and when I went, you know, on social media and um, seen it, it <laughs> – messed me up big time it truly truly messed me up little backstory i know earlier in the show i said that uh you know new jack was one of my mentors um but tell you how i met new jack so friend of mine's name uh chaz uh bishop slade in the wrestling circles when we went to a show together um an iwc show um promoted by norm connor's in 2004, I want to say early summer, 2004. And uh, we go to the building and, you know, Chaz already knew Jack. He, well, he already knew Jack. <laughs> and um, they were friends. He took me back into the locker room and um, introduced me to new Jack. And, you know, Jack was just, you know, cool. Hey, man, you know, uh, cool. Just a cool dude. You know, there was other guys back there, AJ Styles, CM Punk. I mean, I'm getting, you know, of course I'm getting interviews and so forth with these guys. And um, uh, from an old TV show called Pro Wrestling Countdown, which will be coming back. Well, the old episodes will be on YouTube soon. Um, we have another deal working out, but we'll talk about that later. We got deals, baby. But um, so I sat back, you know, just watched this guy and, this is the guy that I've seen on ECW. This is the guy that I've seen in Smoky Mountain. This is like, okay. And he's nothing like what people were saying. Cool as dude. He got energy. He's fun to be around and blah, blah, blah. So we leave the show and Chaz wants to, I mean, Jack wants to hang with Chaz. And of course I'm, I'm there with Chaz because Chaz is my ride. And, you know, so we hang out with new Jack that night. 
And um, we're with New Jack, and New Jack just, he's a revealing dude. You know, he tells you some things about himself, you know, if he gets to know you. And, you know, he told me some things about himself and got to know the guy. And fast forward, um, a few months later, we have a show. Or Jack and myself have become friends because, you know, of course, I want to, now I want to book Jack for one of my wrestling shows that I was promoting in uh, West Virginia. So Jack and I become friends. We talk, you know, we're talking on the phone and blah, blah, blah. And um, we, he has a show that he was doing for IWC in uh, Butler, PA, the big Butler Fair. And this is a funny story. So we are, I caused a little trouble here because I wanted New Jack for a certain price. Because I was told that he was getting this certain, that this is what, you, you know, he was charging by this certain promoter by the name of Norm Connors. And I swear to God, Norm, I'm so sorry about this, bro. But so I tell Jack, like, look, what's that? Look, Norm said I can get a press. Jack was pissed. So he calls Norm and tells Norm he's not working that show now. But he says he's still going to show up. So when Jack tells you he's going to show up, of course you're kind of paranoid about Norm. But so Jack, you know, um, he's standing at my house. He's in Pittsburgh. He's standing at my house, you know, while he was here. And um, he gets a rental car. We, uh, Jack, my buddy Steve Bernardi, and um, my ex-brother-in-law Tommy, you know, we go to, and Lou, my man Lou, uh, who looks exactly like New Jack, by the way. Uh, we go to the Big Butler Fair. Jack just rolls up in there like he's a fan, and he's just, you know, but uh, no, excuse me, not a fan. He rolls up in there like he runs the place. He goes and he's running. I mean, he goes to the back locker room. He says hi to Honky Tonk Man. He says hi to, says hi to McFoley. You know, there's other guys that he's talking to. Um, um, Coco Beware, you know, blah, blah, blah. I think Coco was there. But anyways, who cares? Um, so he's talking to these people. And next thing you know, Jack tells me, yeah, we go, I'm going to make me some money. So what he does is he goes and get his table. And where the other wrestlers were at, you know, signing autographs, charging for their picture and autographs. Jack goes and, you know, get, he has us go and set up a table for him. And uh, right next to him is a guy by the name of Mick Foley. Mick Foley comes up like maybe 10 minutes later. Their lines are, you know, starting to form. Jack's line is way longer than Mick Foley's. Yes, it was way, way longer than Mick Foley's. So Mick Foley, being a smart businessman that he is, looks over and says, hey, guys, how about you? How about we get combine both lines? You can get a picture of New Jack and myself for twenty five dollars. Of course, the fans jumped on that. Of course, they did because a picture with Cactus Jack, aka Mick or Mick Foley, aka Cactus Jack, and you know New Jack in the same picture, two hardcore legends. You know, you, you had to do it. And um, all I remember is we were. When it was all said and done, Jack said, I told that mf I was going to get my money no matter what. Now, whatever he was supposed to get from Norm, he got, let's say, triple of that because he walked out of there with almost a grand. And it was so awesome to watch because I'd never seen a guy have that power in this business, especially a black man, have that type of power in this business. See, New Jack was all about empowering and helping other black men in professional wrestling. If they needed the help, or if they at least, they, if they tried to get the help, if they didn't go, if you went to Jack and, and, and pretended like you knew everything already, then that's when you got new Jack. 
But if you went to Jack Humble and you did like a regular person, he showed you Jerome Young. I watched people on Facebook for weeks, or excuse me, for days. Because guess what? I was banned that weekend for arguing with the AEW fan. <laughs> so I couldn't say anything on Facebook. This is actually my first public um, addressing of this. But I couldn't say nothing on Facebook. But I watched all these people who sat there and was talking to all these, giving him all his flowers and so forth. Talking a great fight. Oh, I knew Jack this and that. There was only a few people I know that really genuinely knew the guy. Talked to my man Sicken a few weeks ago about this. Sicken was one of those guys. Sicken from Riot City. I just, I hated the fake love that you guys put out there for him. Because when I was trying to book New Jack, you know, some years back, people were afraid to wrestle him. And what makes me mad about that is, speaking of booking him, you know, I was supposed to book him for a May show this year, or May taping. But since we couldn't have the fans there, I couldn't, I really couldn't bring him in at the time. And he was hot. He was so hot at me. And that messed me up to this day. You know, because, the, you know, my last interaction with Mr. New Jack, he was hot at me. But can I just say something? You know, the past year, New Jack has been getting, he, year and almost a year and a half maybe, New Jack has been getting his flowers, Doc. Before he passed, he was getting his flowers. New Jack was everywhere again. They did the Vice documentary about him. The Dark Side of the Ring, which is incredible. You know, he did an interview with Vlad TV, which I'm not a big fan of Vlad's, but that's a huge platform. Huge platform. You know, he was back on doing, uh, he was doing um, cameos and doing sit-down interviews again. And he was out there, man, getting his face out there. He had a, he was, this dude was gearing up for another huge run with these fans coming back. There's never going to be a Jerome Young again. Never. Never. People can say the issues that they have with this man. That's all well and good. But that, I didn't have no issue with this man. He even had a little issue with me at the end. But there will never be a Jerome Young. God was incredible for our business. I had a chance to interview him and uh, 2004, sat down for my TV show, Pro Wrestling Countdown. We sat down. He was, like I said, he was staying at my house for a while. When he when he came into Pittsburgh to do shows, he would come and stay at my house. Uh, my ex-wife, she loved him. My daughter loved him. You know, my son, who's about to start wrestling himself, uh, was still a baby, but, you know, great guy. All my friends loved this dude. This dude would come over, to, like, all my friends would come over to my house just to play him in Madden just so they could say they beat New Jack and Madden. You know, and these are guys who really didn't know too much about him, but once they and then realized, and I show them tapes, you know, I remember having friends come over from the business, within the business, ex-friends, friends, whatever, come over to my house and realize, oh, my God, New Jack's here. And he was just the most down-to-earth dude. I love that dude. And I'm so grateful that he got his flowers I'm so grateful for the time I had with him. I'm grateful for 
the time that he got to the last, and I will, I will, I'm trying to build the courage up so I can talk to his wife. I'm trying to build that courage up, but I'm, I'm very happy and grateful that he was able to be happy the last days that he had on this earth because he truly deserved it. This man was an innovator in, for our profession. You know, people said, oh, he wasn't a great wrestler. Go back and look at his Smoky Mountain matches. Go back. New Jack, to me, I, I told him, he was like, man, dude, you're my, I told him this during the interview. I told him, dude, you're like, you're, to me, you're my black cherry funk. And he couldn't believe I said that, but he told, he actually was, he felt good that I said that. He even said, thank you. Remember this one time he and Chaz came to the house, they just popped up because that's usually what they would do. He just popped up to the crib and New Jack came down and did a bumper for me. You know, hey, you watching Pro Wrestling Countdown? This is New Jack. Or something like, yo, this is New Jack. You watching Pro Wrestling Countdown? Something, something, something. Then he yelled out, but I'm Rick James, bitch. (laughs) That was New Jack. That was Jerome Young. Grateful. Grateful that I had the opportunity to call him a friend, mentor, and um, just to just to say he was in my a part of my life for you know the time that he was there. He came and picked me up one time. Berg, I was depressed, and um, he just came and scooped me up and you know took me out for a drive. Went down to the bar. We had a couple of drinks and we sat there and talked for a while. That was a friend. You have somebody in your life like that. Keep them. Give them their flowers every day. Man. And on that note, I want to say RIP to Jerome Young. Thank you so much for everything you did for me and did for this sport. And uh, may you rest in peace because you are able to now rest in peace. And that's not because you wrestled The Undertaker years ago and he did what he did to you, but that's another story. <laughs> you need to go watch that clip on YouTube, people. Uh, but, hey, I want to thank you for joining me this week. And I uh, have fun, and I can't wait to do it again. You're listening to the Stephon Devereaux Show. Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We'll see you next week. Kids 24-7 radio.